Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I'm super excited about this conversation. It's a fellow digital marketer um, that's on the show today. Her name's Twyla Liggett, and she's the founder of Acorn Digital Strategy, um, a boutique digital marketing agency. So thanks for joining me. Thanks, Nicole. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. And you're not too far. Um, we're only a few hours apart. So up in the up in Washington and I'm in Oregon. So that's always fun. Awesome. Pacific yeah. Northwest. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Are you from here originally? I'm not. I'm actually originally from Southern California, but okay. still, still West Coast. So we, we could be friends. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. My parents from California and then they moved us up here and then, but then we went down to Louisiana and then came back. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's 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 Louisiana's a little bit out out there. That's fun though. Yeah, you have that experience too. <laughs> yeah, they are a one eighty from each other, and I just I love both of them so much. It's so funny because they're yeah. so different. Um, yeah, very true. But you got your champagne. What are you drinking today? Which I think I is did. a Washington so, winery. If I didn't. It's, I know. I I saw that. And I love that because um, I I love tasting local stuff. So it's uh, the domain Saint Michel Brut, and it's delicious. Awesome! Yay. Um, yay. Okay. Let's dive in. You know, like how long have you had your marketing agency? Like who does it help? Like, why'd you get started? Um, how'd you get into it? Yeah. So, um, I started in 2013. Um, so geez, I guess seven years now. That's awesome. (laughs) It's pretty amazing how time flies. Um, so basically, you know, my, my primary focus is around digital marketing helping small to medium sized business, both identify and speak to their target audiences. And um, how I got into it was I was originally working at um, a few different companies as like sales and marketing managers. And I really enjoyed the marketing part, especially, and I had the opportunity of managing relations with several larger scale agencies. Um, So originally I went to school in Los Angeles and um, got my first few jobs out of college there. And, I was, you know, as I was, I I began to learn so much around marketing, but this was in, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010. And so much was changing at that time. You know, Twitter had just come, become a a tool that people started using to, you know, be businesses that spoke directly to the public. Um, And we, we were doing a lot of traditional marketing. We had billboards on Hollywood Boulevard. We were Mm -hmm. the official um, beverage of the LA Dodgers. And so I got to see really firsthand kind of how old guard marketing was transitioning into this new, more personalized content based um, marketing. So I, from there, I really, um, I was excited to learn a ton too about, you know, how the education of about products and such really does bring customers in as well. Mm -hmm. For example, this was a a ginseng beverage and not a ton of people back then, especially I think knew much about like ginseng's benefits and why it was used and why you would choose a ginseng energy drink over Red Bull or any of the other options out there. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing a series on on the company blog, writing about, you know, these are some of the really awesome um, natural 
uh, ways that ginseng, you know, helps you get more in touch with your body and such. Um, so after my time there, I then um, decided it was time to move to New York. So oh, of course, I, um, right around the corner, yeah, as you do, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, the main reason was I paid off my student loan debt. So I was like, I can, now's the time to take a, take a big risk. If, yeah. I'm, you know, if, if I'm going to do it, let's do it now. I'm, I'm young, I'm full of energy. I'm excited to, to go take a bite of the big apple. <laughs> so um, drove cross country, which was amazing. Got to experience so much of, you know, some of the states that you might generally fly right over. Right. And I got to see and stop in them and eat and visit little local attractions. And that was a really fun experience. And then, but I arrived in New York and I had nowhere to stay and I had no job. And <laughs> it was like, <laughs> all right, wow, this is, <laughs> this is a, this is a lot. <laughs> and, you know, obviously looking back now, I think I, it, it was definitely some of that like naivety that right. allowed me to just take that insane risk. Um, but it really did, you know, ultimately come to a great place because I think oftentimes when you allow yourself a safety net to fall back into, you don't push yourself as hard, you know? Right. And so moving away from the area I went to school and had all my alumni and contacts and friends from college, you know, and, and moving into a completely new demographic about as far away from California as you can get really pushed me to be like, okay, I need to really be clear with my elevator pitch and my value proposition and who, who am I, what am I, who am I serving and how can I break into this really tough market? You know, people in New York don't, you know, they can look through you in, in five seconds and tell if you're full of it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was kind of how I got into it. And, you know, my passion's always been writing. Um, but since I graduated during the recession, it wasn't a great time to be hoping to get a full-time job writing, considering most writers kind of kept their job for their the duration of their career. And, so the fun part about doing specifically focusing mostly on content marketing was is around the idea that, you know, you combine the creative side of how to talk to people and write in, in informative ways while also, you know, bringing the business side that I learned over my years at, in doing more like operations and management in um, companies as well. So it was a, it was a fun hybrid and it was a unique time, too, because in 2013, content marketing was not well known. And right. It was very, um, it was unique because I, I actually ended up creating a PDF that was like explaining what is content marketing, why is it beneficial, why is it different than traditional marketing, and how it works. And so not only was I trying to sell my services, but also try to explain like how there's that whole educational piece too. Yeah. So it was it, it was a lot of hurdles to overcome. Um, I definitely you know hit a lot of speed bumps. Was not profitable for quite a while. <laughs> Um, as, you know, and which is tough in New York, you know, you're yeah. kind of like, well, I might starve, but you know, thankfully networking, um, wasn't, was an excellent way of meeting people and talking to people. And most of the time, a lot of the networking events are at, you know, restaurants and bars where it's free alcohol and at least some appetizers. So right. <laughs> eat your dinner then. <laughs> I, I, I basically had dinner and was, you know, able to drink without spending $20 on a, on a cocktail. Right. So it was you know, it was very scrappy, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And I, yeah. looking back on it, I do feel fondly for it while also remembering like a lot of the stuff I went through was really hard. And yeah. <laughs> How long were you there? So I was there for three years and okay. I never left. I originally thought I would be like, Oh, I'll take vacations in Europe. Cause I'll be on the right side of the coast. And I'm like, 
No, like when you're trying to get your business off the ground, like right. it is blood, sweat and tears round the clock. You know, you work way more than 40 hour work weeks. Right. And so I, I didn't vacation even once in those three years. And <laughs> that was tough because like July and August, the city empties out. Everyone goes anywhere else and mm -hmm. it's like a virtual shutdown. But I would take that opportunity to um, kind of reevaluate my business goals and think about what I'm trying to achieve as well as like where there's some maybe inefficiencies and how I can improve. So I was still working very hard, but it was a nice time to kind of turn inward, even though I sweating it out in the city wasn't my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I've never been to New York, but uh, here it's amazing. Oh gosh, like just really? at least, yeah, like I've been up to Boston and yeah, like uh, the Cape, but I've never like been on the East coast much. And so, yeah, that's like a place I, I definitely need to go at least go visit like that area. It's, it's spectacular. It, it's definitely a, a, you know, um, experiment in how many people you can pack into a square mile, but it, it's such a, there is like a level of hustle that you don't see anywhere else. And, a level of you know diversity and culture that mm -hmm. you don't see anywhere else and it, it, it there really is is a lot of magic amidst the the bad smells and the really pricey rent <laughs> right. yeah. well i'm from new orleans so i'm used to like the bad smells <laughs> fair enough yeah like, after I, mardi gras it's like oh god what it smells like the heat <laughs> yeah that is true and new yeah. york does has similar <laughs> similar smells without having a mardi gras <laughs> It's funny. I, I do love that you touched on like, you know, the PDF that you made um, to educate people, because I find that when I talk to a lot of small business owners, yeah, same kind of thing. Like they're, they don't really understand what like content marketing is versus digital mm -hmm. marketing or inbound marketing or just things like that. And I feel like it's a part of our job to just like explain it because yeah, it, it's overwhelming when you're trying to like run a business and then trying to understand something that you just, that's not really you know, why you started your business was to market it all the time, you know? Yeah. So it's like, once we can kind of explain it and they can see it, it just makes it so much easier for them, you know, to understand what to yeah. do. Yeah. That's a great point. And it really helps. Like when I would sit down and like try to explain it in such a way, but once I had that visual that I could email ahead of time, sometimes, you know, the CEOs would read it. Sometimes they wouldn't, but I, I at least had something to go off of where they could then have have questions prepared or, you know, it, 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 having that visual piece of collateral really did um, aid in, in moving that forward for sure. That's awesome. I love it. And I agree with you too, with like the networking, like I talked to a lot of people and I'm like, do you, are you networking? Like, are you going to events or your chamber? And they're like, no, I'm like, ah, I don't know. We can't oh. do that right now, but like <laughs> when hopefully life comes back to normal, like that is, has been such an asset to my business. Like just making those relationships like in person is so much different. Mm -hmm. It's great to do online too. And like, there are tons yeah. of opportunity, but um, it's just a little different when it's in person. It's very different. Yeah. You, you get to look someone in the eye and understand you know, where their passion is or not, or if right. it's not there, then maybe that's also someone you may not want to consider working with. Too. Right. So yeah, exactly. It, <laughs> it very much helps to get a read on it rather than trying to rely solely on, you know, more digital forms. Yeah, totally. Um, I love it. So do you like, how do you balance like work and life? Like, do you have any kids or anything? Like, do you have any? I do. Oh, okay. Um, I have an eight month old. Yesterday. Oh, <laughs> He is crawling and blabbing and loves to crash meetings, but I did, <laughs> I did get some coverage for right now so that he won't barge in on me. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely tough. Um, you know, round the clock parenting, especially during a pandemic. Right. Um, that's not something I was look, you know, expecting, yeah. <laughs> but, 
then again, parenting throws all kinds of curveballs at you. And you kind of have to toss that list out the window and True. be like, all right, priorities. And I, I do think that's the biggest thing is really focusing on those top level priorities, you know, organizing things. Like I try to write things out the night before that I want to accomplish the next day mm-hmm. with in the order that I want to accomplish them. So I'll try to knock out a few quick wins first thing in the morning. So I continue that motivation past lunch. And then, you know, after that, like if, if the baby's freaking out, I, I'll take some time and be with him and, and get him down and then try to jump back in. But I think, you know, it's really important to, to take care of yourself, right? Like, yeah. So I, I, I love this saying work to live, not live to work. And that's easier said than done though, especially when you're a small business owner. And if you don't work, you don't, you know, nothing's happening, right? right. Like, there's no PTO to fall back onto and you don't have, you don't have unemployment and mm-hmm. like all these pieces that are really tough to come back with from. Um, so I do spend a good amount of time doing meditation. Um, I go on lots of walks around my neighborhood um, and then just think about like refining the process of the clients that I do end up taking on. Um, because you know, you don't want to be working with someone who's like, I don't even know what I want because then that really makes it impossible for you to ever meet right. the expectations. Totally. So managing those expectations in the interview with them is like number one. And like, it's, it's taken a lot of wrong clients to figure out how to kind of <laughs> figure, you know, understand yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, this should be a no, or this should be a yes. Um, but thankfully after seven years of doing this, I can, I can usually tell in that first, you know, introductory call if it's, if it's something that I'd like, this is going to be a good relationship or let's, uh, let's, let's move on from this one. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that just def- definitely comes with experience, you know, cause then also in the beginning too, like you're going to take anybody because you right. kind of, like you 100%. said, scrappy in the beginning. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> no, that's awesome. And I agree with you the walking. Oh my goodness. Like I can be in such a crappy mood and go for a walk, even like 10, 15 minutes and just come back. So in such a better mood, a little more clear and just like, yeah, I love walking. Yeah. It's so important. And, you know, now that it's spring and this, everything's in full bloom, it's just like you walk into a magic wonderland. Like we had all these cherry tree blossoms lining our street. And I was like, man, I don't even need to go to Japan. Like this is full, like, you know, it's incredible. And every day they would be, you know, dropping their, dropping the leaves. So it looks like a magical Mm -hmm. white way of flowers. Like, I don't know that, that, that revives my soul. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. We have a bunch here in Hood River, they're like the pink ones and they're just so yes, pretty. Those are gorgeous. Yeah. Those they're so gorgeous. neat. Um, so to help with that and like, like you said, um, processes and stuff with your clients or and systems and stuff like that, do you have any like mm-hmm. automation or like go-to apps that you use? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, um, you know, since I work in content, a lot of it is comes down to writing, but all, First of all, of course, understanding the ROI and analytics. So Google Analytics has the best, um, you know, system set up for your specific traffic to your website. So I'm, I'm constantly checking in on that and comparing charts of weeks over weeks, months over months, you know, year over year at the same time frame. Um, and so Google Analytics is a huge one. And then as far as like getting getting the content out there, Sprout Social is awesome because it allows you to help with scheduling things out and content calorie calendaring and that's also um super key and then for um seo purposes i work with sem rush and moz pro Mm -hmm. because those both have such valuable insights for the seo industry that is constantly constantly changing 
Um, and then finally, you know, Zoom is key and <laughs> including how we're talking now, which I love. <laughs> um, and then I, I love Asana and Trello actually for yeah. um, project management and working with, um, you know, all teams across the board. So stay, staying organized via those tools are, are really crucial as well. Yeah, those are awesome ones. Um, I love that you brought up Google Analytics first because yeah. like I am the same way and you know when I get started with people or even also too in this like I've launched a training program for people to do it themselves it's like you've got it do you have your Google Analytics you know installed and they're like what what does that mean oh my gosh, and I'm like I know. <laughs> like there's so Missed much you can learn <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna use this to guide your strategy and they're like what 100%. okay but um, yeah, and then like, here's your template. This is what you need to be kind of looking for. Like, this is what we're using it for. And it's another part of just, you know, educating them. Um, but yeah, and also too, I have not used Sprout Social, but I've heard good things. Like I always tend to use later.com just because they were like oh, yeah. one of the first adapters to, you know, auto-publish to Instagram. But um, yeah, Sprout Social sounds great too. I would definitely check it out. I mean, I, I haven't used later. I do remember, yeah, getting stuff onto Instagram used to be such a struggle. Yes, and like, they made it so originally hard. I, there was like a complete separate tool that w didn't integrate with anything else but Instagram. So it'd be like messing around in there and then things would crash and it'd just be like, oh my gosh. Right. But I'm so glad. Fine. Like in a way, the, the marriage of Facebook and Instagram has definitely made our, our digital life a bit yes. easier, I think. Because they're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, open it up. Like everyone <laughs> needs to, to be on this. So I'm, I'm grateful for that uh, acquisition. And yeah, it, I think it's, you know, whatever tool you're using, like Hootsuite's good too. It's, it's just, mm -hmm. it's important to make sure that you kind of have cohesive quality analytics as well as scheduling tools. But what I do like about Sprout Social is just they do even sometimes provide suggestions around like, hey, you know, this performed well, here's something similar you could do. And like, oh, it, it's a very cool. intelligent tool. So yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy how intuitive things are becoming these days. Like, yeah, it's, it's there's nuts. a lot of, a uh, lot of algorithms happening. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, I can't wait to hear the answer to this question. Um, what's your favorite or most effective way that you market your business? Yeah. I mean, I, I did kind of touch on it earlier about networking. Um, mm -hmm. That's definitely favorite and most effective. I'm definitely a people person. I love getting in the room and, and meeting, you know, people who are um, doing the same thing I am and or like looking to improve their business as well. Um, but in, in luau of that right now, or in lieu of that right now, um, <laughs> luau, yeah. I oh, I would love to go time. to a luau right now. <laughs> Can we go to Hawaii right now? <laughs> um, so in lieu of networking in person currently, um, I've been doing some guest writing um, on various, um, you know, different guest blogs and that kind of thing that are current as well as, as well as podcasts. Podcasts are a lot of fun and they open up a whole world of audio that, you know, you don't necessarily, um, some people don't have tons of time to be reading through stuff. So right. I love the, the opportunity to be able to convey and, and speak to people via different, different platforms as well. Yeah, totally. Because I think that's so important. Like, I, I, I honestly don't really listen to podcasts. Like, I'm definitely a reader. Like, I have to visually what? see it. I know. Isn't it funny? Everybody's like, what's your favorite podcast? And like, uh, mine? You're like mine, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and that's not because I don't listen to others. <laughs> um, I know. I need to do it more. Like, I just do. Because there's so much, like, cool stuff out there. Like, when I have, like been a guest on some and I'll go and listen to them. I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. I need to listen to these more, but I'm just not used it's to it. So I'm, I'm definitely a reader. Like, and that's just Dang. how, yeah, I digest things. 
I'm a voracious reader, and I think that probably leads to why I love written words so much right. as well, um, which makes us good at our jobs. But yeah, it does kind of exclude us from like, I, I you know, if someone sends me a video that's over seven minutes, I'm just like, right. no. I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> Can I nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> which is so silly, because of course you you can make time, but it also I want to make sure it's quality. And right. Some of the things popping up on YouTube these days. Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, and I've seen a bunch of, well, this isn't a bad thing or, and it's not long, like all this stuff on TikTok. I'm like, man, those look so fun, but I'm no, I am not coordinated enough to do that. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, some of the ones are I, hilarious. <laughs> there's some good stuff on there for sure. But I think in general, I'm like, mm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I will consider myself a bit older. For that. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just wonder too. I'm like, is this going to be like Snapchat? Like it was super, you know, on fire and it's yeah. kind of like died down. It'll be interesting to see its longevity, I feel like. Yeah. I think they're, they're having a really amazing moment with everyone being at home. Um, right. But after that ends, will people continue to do that or will they kind of invest time in, in other platforms? Yeah. It will right. be definitely interesting to see. Yeah. Cool. Um, so like, what do you do to help your business grow? Like, how do you get out of your comfort zone? And like, do you have any tips for how other business owners can get out of their comfort zones? Cause you know, we all love our comfort zones. <laughs> oh yeah. Or at least I, I mean, do. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't call it a comfort zone if, if it wasn't comfortable. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, honestly, like the biggest thing for me for growth is kind of providing value, valuable commentary on, you know, current, and trends and changes. And as you know, digital marketing is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And the challenging part about digital marketing, especially if you're working with some of the various social platforms, you know, on, on getting the content out there, it's just like they, you're kind of at their whim and you need to yeah. really stay on top of, okay, they're, they're rolling out this change. What's, what's now? Okay. The way we were doing things last week may not work next week. Right. And you know, so staying on top of that and then being being really active in the research reading space and then trying to help others find their way through tends to become a really great way to to grow because then people are like, oh, yeah, OK, you do know what you're talking about, mm -hmm. you know, like and it kind of establishes you a bit. I know that the term thought leadership is so overused these days, but, you know, thinking about ways in how you actually can provide value which all comes back to content marketing, right? Yeah, so totally. <laughs> content market yourself and stay on top of your industry and business and help others. Like really, you know, that's one of the things I love so much about, I think women in general are so good at oftentimes coming together and being like, hey, you know, yeah. we're, 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 let's work together on this and we, we can both elevate each other. Like mm. it's not pie, let's, let's move up together, you know? And so that that's something I've, I've become really passionate about is just like supporting other women in business and, you know, making sure that we can, you know, all, we can all succeed together rather than mm -hmm. thinking of it as competition. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. I know. What's that saying? It's like collaboration over competition or something like yes. that. And okay. yeah, it's been really neat to see. I think, are we... And then I can't remember what group we're in together. I don't know if it's like boss moms or the women help. Like there's one even called women helping women entrepreneurs. And it's like... 300,000 people. Yeah, I don't remember what you're <laughs> It's like huge. <laughs> and it's awesome, like seeing all these women awesome. like give advice, lift each other up. I mean, every once in a while you get a snarky one. That's just going to be oh, of course. life, you know. But I mean, the majority, like the huge majority is just, it's so neat and inspiring too, you know, it, like just it is. 
to be like, man, she's doing that. Like, that's amazing. Like, and just, on a personal note, like, I do want to say, I think we definitely need more women in politics. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I know, like, I personally probably couldn't handle the amount of hate that politicians get, unfortunately, but no. like women are getting shit done. Yes, <laughs> totally. Sorry, am I allowed to say that? Yes, totally. <laughs> So, you know, it, it's it's such a it's so inspiring, you know, like the, pe- the the women in leadership who are handling this pandemic around the world. Like right. New Zealand has zero cases and they're reopening and it's incredible. Like their prime minister took the lead while having a baby. Like, are you kidding? Yeah, me? You that's know, like, insane. Is there anything women can't do? And no, that not every woman is equipped to handle every crisis. But right. that said, if I, I do think something that we do better than, you know, most people is just thinking about the ways of asking for help. And yeah. it's like, hey, if I don't know the answer, I'll find someone who does. Right. And totally. for some reason, there, there seems to be a bit of a block with, well, especially our current leadership. But right. we'll, we'll, we'll leave that there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I know for, for me, like personally, it took me a long time to like ask for help or even put it out there. Like that was me. Yeah trying to get out of my comfort zone, but I don't know, people have like step up and they're just like, Oh my God, of course. And like offer, you know, so like, don't be afraid to ask. Like, that's a great point. Yeah. I think, I think men- like I have both mentored and been a men- and been mentored and both of, or sorry, I've, I've had mentees and been mentored <laughs> and it's been such a positive experience all around. You know, I yeah. think it's, it only improves upon the situation because the reality is you have had different experiences than I and vice versa. And why not come together and be like, Hey, you know, here's, have you thought of doing this? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a formal like contractual relationship. It can be more just like, Hey, I'd love your advice on this. Or, you know, I do think sometimes the term mentorship comes with like this big weight of like, Oh no, now I'm responsible for your success. Right. Yeah. So like, I love the idea of kind of framing it more as just, Hey, wanted to pick your pick your brain well that that phrase also sometimes upsets me because then it's like you're asking me to work for free <laughs> yeah yeah well it depends but, on I think yeah who's asking that you know <laughs> that's a great point yeah but you know just asking questions and being like hey you know I'd love to learn more about you that that's yeah. something that can only be beneficial to everyone yeah I agree and I think sometimes too like when people ask us or, or say it we're like well I don't have anything to offer but we really do you know like like you said all of our situations are different and, you know, they're obviously asking for a reason. So just, I don't yeah, know. but we really do. And that's, that's another thing that's become really top of mind for me is just seeing how many competent women doubt themselves Yeah. at all turns or, or, you know, overly apologetic or they make a mistake. Okay. You're human. Yeah. That's okay. Accept it, admit it, move on. Yeah. You know, totally. and, and it's been very enlightening, you know, working from home um, with my husband because I, you know, he'll, he'll make a mistake. And he'll be like, well, that sucks. I'm going to go fix it. And like, doesn't give it another thought. And I'm like, man, that is a great, great way to go about this. Yes. Like we should all take some lessons there. For yeah, sure. totally. Cause see, I, if I did that, I would like sit on it for a little while and get frazzled and upset, you know, like, yes. and I think, yeah, like, which is, you know, that that's just the more emotional side of us, you know, but it's right. My husband's kind of the same way. Like I'll tell him something and he's just like, we'll just do this, this, and this. And I'm like, <laughs> It's not that easy, but it is actually. But then like, you're like, but wait, that simplified is, is actually perfectly correct. Right. And then I can spend my time worrying about something else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, at least I'm not alone. 
you are definitely not alone and i'm I, I would bet lots of other people can definitely relate to um okay cool we're down to your favorites um what's your favorite book oh my gosh so as a reader <laughs> i think so you, you mentioned maybe like top five and i i think i ended up with seven but i'll <laughs> i'll try to trim it down <laughs> So one of, one of my favorite books that I recently read was called Joyful. And it's kind of about finding the joy in everyday little things like pop adding some pop of color or fun shapes into, you know, your home decor or, you know, diff basically different ways that how how people find joy and how to kind of implement it into your life. It's an amazing blog as well. And she just sends out a great, great newsletters. Like it's, it's one of the happiest things, Aww. which, you know, makes sense. Like it lives up to the name. Yeah. So, I definitely recommend uh, Joyful. And then another book that I found really inspiring um, is called More Than Enough. And it, it was written by um, the primary editor of Teen Vogue. Um, she, she was the first um, black woman to um, take, take the board, you know, the, the lead on Teen Vogue. And the, I don't know if you remember, but back in around 2015, 2016, they started writing a really hard hitting topic. And it was, it's really incredible to, she, she talks about her journey to get there, but also like that teenagers are, you know, a lot smarter than we give them credit for. And yeah. they shouldn't be marginalized. Like they are the future voters. They are the people who are going to be making decisions in our country. So there's no need to just be sending out, you know, tons of lipstick ideas. It's like, no, let's talk about racism. Let's talk about these hard topics that don't get enough coverage and, or, you know, the country can, be is shifting in a bad direction right so her fight against that is is so inspiring like if you know her name's elaine and she she was she was a guest on a couple of different um nightly shows and i i picked up her book and i was i was blown away like she oh. she has overcome so much adversity so I, that's one i really highly recommend for you know some inspiration and just realizing that the the fight is real but the fight is you know you can get there yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm taking notes of that um, one. And then for, so since I recently had a baby, um, Like a Mother is a really great one um, that it's by Angela Garbs. And she um, wrote this incredible, she, she's a journalist in Seattle, actually, which is super fun. Um, yeah. And she she wrote kind of this, this breakdown of here is, you know, motherhood and all the stigma around it and pregnancy and then moving into some parenting pieces too. And, and like, I just really loved her matter of fact, like feminist sort of way of tackling the subject because mm -hmm. obviously there's a million pregnancy books out there and I, I read a lot of them. I'm a reader. So I think I read 11, <laughs> but of, of all the ones I read, I really loved her take on it and just the really raw honesty and just, just keeping it real, you know? Yeah. Um, and then um, I recently read uh, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb. Um, she's, a, she's a therapist who also attended therapy for herself. Mm. And it's a really great, it's funny, it's hilarious. It, it'll make you cry. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there's some really beautiful moments where she kind of intertwines her, her client stories with her own life story. And then as she's going to therapy and how she's thinking about things and it, it it's it's really a beautiful way of like looking into the kind of the the breadth of hu human emotion and pain, but also the, the beauty and joy in that as well. Awesome. And then last one I'll say is um, "Educated" by Tara Westover. Um, it's, it's it's an incredible story of a a woman who 
lived in a Mormon family who was very reserved and they kind of just were out in the boonies in the mountains, you know, doomsday prepping. And then she eventually ends up becoming, you know, receiving multiple degrees from Columbia and um, she, she goes to England for to Cambridge and she just, you know, kind of, it, it breaks down like how her life played out from moving from like a, you know, her father believed that everything was the Illuminati to breaking free from that and learning and the entire new world was out there. And right. so that was such a, that was a really wild memoir that, you know, it, it did make me cry, but I really thought it was, it was beautifully written. Yeah, no, that would be, I mean, talk about culture shock, you know, like getting through yeah. all that. <laughs> She's talking about in art class, like someone put up a, a slide of like something depicting someone from the Holocaust. And she's like, she raised her hand and asked what the Holocaust was. Oh my God. Everyone thought she was the biggest jerk. And it was like, no, she genuinely didn't know. And she mm-hmm. ended up getting her major in history because she really, she wanted to understand the plight of right. all these different people that she'd never, she'd never heard of it. And it's just like, your heart kind of goes out to her while also it's really incredible to, to talk about overcoming, getting out of your comfort zone. To right. Yeah. Tackle that head on and be like, wow, everything I know right. is wrong. And I'm yeah. going to start, start from scratch and relearn everything. <laughs> Man, some people wouldn't be able to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I oh, don't know great. that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's incredible. Even, even half, basically half her family stayed and kind of continued that life that mm-hmm. they lived. And then the other three, left and went on to become doctors and highly educated and so yeah. that's why it, it, it touches so much too on like she's she's an activist around like making education accessible and I, I really admire her for that yeah that's so cool I'm gonna have to check that out um what's your favorite drink so I love dirty chais in the morning <laughs> um because chai teas are delicious but let's be real they don't get you past noon so throwing a, a shot or two of espresso and we're, we're cranking. Yeah. <laughs> um, also a big fan of lemonade. That's pretty much what I drank all through pregnancy. <laughs> and so if you ever need a list of the best lemonade spots in Seattle, I, I have a, I have a connoisseur, like, here's where you go for sweet, where you go, where you go for <laughs> light. That's funny. <laughs> um, and then I love bubbly, the sparkling bubbly water. Cause they just have such fun flavors. Um, I haven't tried those yet, but I keep meaning to. I really recommend them. Like, look, Craw was all the rage for a while, yeah. but I, I kind of just got burnt out on, like, they, they had their standard flavors. And, you know, Bubbly has watermelon and cherry and strawberry and grape. Yeah. And, you know, some of the ones that just are lacking in the other, other realm. So that's definitely a go-to. And then, of course, I have to mention wine. <laughs> because... You know, it's amazing. Trade, at, at the end of the day, you, you know, after you've gotten through all the meetings and all the conversations, it's it's really nice to be able to relax with a bottle of sparkling or red or white. I'm not super picky about variety. I just love um, I, I am picky about quality because I, yeah. I lived in San Francisco for a while, too. So, mm. you know, having Napa and Sonoma on your doorstep is a little bit tough. To yeah. Believe, but <laughs> But at the same time, you know, I'm, I've been really enjoying discovering um, Washington wines. There's there's a lot of great stuff. Out there. Yeah, they have a lot to offer. So does Oregon. I mean, we live in a really awesome just region or to to experience really good wine. West Coast, best coast. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you do to relax? So I, I do a lot of meditation through the Calm app. Um, they have things for like, oh, if workplace stress is getting you down. Here's what you do. Or, you know, anxiety a lot of different stuff. So I highly recommend Calm App. Um, 
I'll take a bath sometimes. That's super nice. And when I when I have time, if I'm like, oh, I can luxuriate in this, the baby's asleep or something, <laughs> I'll I'll throw in a bath bomb. But um, and then I honestly like one of the biggest ways of relaxing for me is music and nature and then writing, particularly around gratitude, um, because you know, in especially in times when you're constantly being hit with scary news, heartbreaking yeah. news, fresh, you know, it's it's so important to hold to the fact that like we are safe right now and I'm grateful for that. And, you know, my, my baby is, is safe and healthy and there, there is a lot to be grateful for, even yeah. while it's also totally valid to, to be missing things too. <laughs> yeah, totally. I know that's, I've, that's like how I felt the entire, like last seven weeks in a nutshell, you know, it's like, yep. man, this sucks. And then it's like, wow, like still like so much, like I've had a lot of downtime to do things that I didn't, you know, yeah. have time to do before. I've had like more picnics with my kids. Like, I don't know, the Aww. first few weeks I was pretty anxious, like, cause you know, it was just so yeah. unknown. Um, scary. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I love that you said that all that. Um, so what do you, what do you watch? What's your favorite thing to watch? So I, I'm team Shondaland in that I love everything she does. So um, I'm still on Grey's Anatomy train, which I know it's it's been a long time. <laughs> um, and I won't spoil it, but one of the recent departures really did make me like, how long do I want to hang on to this? But <laughs> I, um, it, she, she's such a good storyteller. Oh, that's another book. Her, her year of yes. Oh my goodness. Amazing. Like it gets into her psyche and Ooh. saying yes to things and how she... How she how she navigated also really tough um, you know Hollywood as a, as a as a person of color incredibly challenging um, but anyway so I I loved Scandal so sad that ended and I also love um, How to Get Away with Murder was pretty pretty awesome as well oh and yeah then, I remember people loving that one oh man it's it's a trip like if if you have trouble with gore I would steer away and I I do have trouble with gore but like oh it was worth it <laughs> it must have been that good. <laughs> It's intense. I mean, you know, it's it's from a law perspective, right? So yeah. you're kind of, you're learning about lawyers, but then there's like this intrinsic things happening behind the scenes. And it's, yeah. it's very interesting. Um, recently, I watched Upload on Amazon Prime. And <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Like it was, it was pretty escapist. It, you know, helped take me away from the reality that we're living in currently, while also bringing up a lot, like it's basically people who are going to die will upload themselves into this alternate reality where they continue to live forever. Oh, that's crazy. It's, it is kind of crazy. And, and you know, it, it's so like, since we're all kind of living in a virtual world anyways, it, it was, it was very, there's some very unique themes and things to make you think. And I really, I, you know, of course I binged it cause there's only eight episodes and I was like, darn, where I need some more. <laughs> But you know, with COVID, it's gonna it's gonna be slowed down. So we're hoping for a 2022 sequel. Right? <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, if it was popular, for sure. It was. No, I mean, they, they actually were already in the works of. They were on episode three when they when they had to shut down. So. Oh, gotcha. It, I think it, it'll pick back up, but we'll see when. Um, I love Homeland. Um, that also just ended. So, gonna have to find something to fill that void. But it's it's such a powerful political, you know, statement on mm -hmm. society and the CIA and all that jazz. And then when I want to calm down, I, I watch a lot of nature documentaries, just life and earth. And, um, there's a new elephants documentary on Disney plus. That's super cute that I, well, it's cute. And it, you know, there's some sadness too, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's nice to be able to travel virtually when you can't physically. Yeah, totally. And elephants. I mean, they're the cutest things. Like I love they them. Are. They're so, they're so magical. I know they are. Um, awesome. Lastly, so where's your favorite place to go? 
So um, top, it would be Cape Town. Um, I, I fell in love in South Africa just with the culture and beauty of the place. Got to go on a safari and see some elephants, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, Cape Town's spectacular. It, honestly, I would move there if it wasn't like, oh, I'll never see my family or friends again because it's a 37-hour <laughs> flight from Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah. And then my I, I also love New Zealand, which um, is also one of the most magical places I've ever been and also pretty far away. Um, but it's it's got incredible topography with, you know, planes and mountains. I mean, you know, if you saw Lord of the Rings, it is Lord of the Rings, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, um, it looks amazing. And then Yosemite is one of my favorites, you know, just getting lost in so many different areas that are spectacularly gorgeous. And I, I am really excited for you know, I've been reading things about like wildlife is kind of taking back over these these natural parks that, you know, oftentimes there's heavy flow of visitors around now. And so it'll be exciting to get, to get back there once we can. Um, and finally, I, I want to give a shout out to Portland, Maine, um, because lobster is mm. spectacular. Yes. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's fresh, fresh, about as fresh as it gets up there. So that that was one of the more magical. We took a road trip from New York went for a weekend, stayed in a little B&B, saw the autumn foliage, ate some lobster. And then literally the next day, there was a storm that blew all the leaves off and it started snowing. And I was like, talk about perfect timing. Right. <laughs> oh, man, that's really cool. lucky. <laughs> that would be so cool to like actually go experience it in Maine. Like I've never, I, I love lobster, but um, just, I, I feel recommend. like, so, sorry, yeah, I just feel like it would be so cool being there. Like I feel like I'd be in a movie. Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. And it's also, you know, you're close enough to Portland, Oregon, so you can compare the two. <laughs> right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it's, it, yeah, Portland, basically, they're in, in Maine, like the, the peak foliage is like end of October, too. So it's pretty early on in the season. Yeah. Um. So it was actually on Halloween. I was like, I don't want to do t- typical Halloween stuff. Let's let's go on a road trip. So we went up to, we drove up to Portland, had an incredible time. And then on November 1st, it was a, it was a snowstorm. So <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, so where can everybody find you? Like what's your website, social media, all that good stuff? Yeah. So um, acorndigitalstrategy.com is primary place to find me. That's my website. Um, my Twitter, I, I <laughs> embarrassingly <laughs> haven't super kept up with the business Twitter. When you're tweeting all day for clients, it's very hard to be like, I'm going to tweet about myself right now. Yeah. You know? No, I, I hear so, you. <laughs> I will say I, my personal um, Twitter is at Finding Peace. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm human on there, so it, it's not necessarily super professional, although I do tweet a lot about content marketing and tech and all of that as well, um, small businesses. But and then um, on LinkedIn, Twilight Liggett, I'm, I'm available there. And um, yeah, I would love to hear from anyone who wants to talk further. Awesome. This has been such a fun conversation. I'm so glad we were able to connect. And if I ever... Well, when I can go up to see my sister in Tacoma, we'll have to get together. It will if your yes, please if your bridge is fixed. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, getting to Tacoma is is totally doable because it's south. It's trying to get into downtown that the West ah. Bridge really knocked a lot of people out. <laughs> gotcha. Well, who needs to go to downtown anyway? Yeah, <laughs> not no one right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and thanks so much, like for talking about um all your topics. Like I, I feel like you shared it in such a way that was understandable, which is great. Um, because I think that's what, yeah, it's, what's going to help everybody grow, you know, that is definitely the idea. And I, I I love helping women and everyone really kind of reach that next step. Um, as I'm trying to do the same. So 
feel free and feel free and reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thanks for this week's Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing backslash services to learn more.